Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Hey there, welcome to another episode of The Root of All Success. I'm the real Jason Duncan. We have a special episode for you this week. Uh, For those of you that are frequent listeners to the show, you know that occasionally we release an episode on the show of a recording from a live webinar series that I do twice a month called the Entrepreneur Masters Series. Well, right now, today, we're releasing one of these extra episodes of the recording of the Entrepreneur Masters Series. What the Entrepreneur Master Series is, is a free bi-weekly 90-minute live webinar series that I've designed and curated exclusively for entrepreneurs to give a mini masterclass so that you can learn from some of the world's top experts as they share practical tips and knowledge in their areas of expertise and mastery. Uh, we do, do topics on anything related to entrepreneurship like taxes, credit, sales, branding, legal issues, social media, business structures, et cetera. And this episode today was one that we thought was so good that we wanted to release the audio version here on the podcast. Now, if you want to go watch the episode and see me and the guests talk about this, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the real Jason Duncan, and just search for the playlist entrepreneur masters series. So enjoy the episode. It's a little different than normal, but enjoy the episode and I'll see you next time. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Master Series. Today, I've got two guests for you, two for the price of one. Uh, We've got a great show. We're going to be talking about how to make the best social media videos on the planet. Uh, Before we get into the topic, I want to introduce the idea of what the Entrepreneur Master Series is. This is a live 90-minute, maximum 90 minutes. Sometimes we don't go that long, but 90-minute live webinar series that I do twice a month. And we are now streaming this. Not only is it on Zoom, for those of you that registered and you're participating on Zoom, uh, but it's also live streamed on four social media channels, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So any of those places, you can look up The Real Jason Duncan. You can go to my page. And right there, you're going to see me live right here with the EMS live webinar series. What this series is designed to do It's designed to bring high value content that's practical and tactical for today's successful entrepreneurs. And so I do this twice a month. And what I what I've designed it to do and curated to do is bring in top experts in fields related to things like entrepreneurship, leadership, sales, financial literacy. Uh, Today, it's going to be on social media. And we do this as a masterclass on these topics to grow and build amazing companies as entrepreneurs. And as I said, we're doing this live on Zoom plus four other four other places. So you're going to be able to get involved in this. If you at any time during the show today, you want to ask a question to me or either one of our guest experts, all you got to do is go to the Q&A bubble at the bottom of your Zooms. Uh, if you're in Zoom, go to the Q&A bubble, bubble there, hit that, 
ask the question. Our producer, Garen, with Desk Rig, which I'll talk about in a minute, he'll see that question and we'll, produ we'll produce it live here on the show. And we'll answer it live. If you're watching on any of the social media channels, all you got to do is go into the chat below the, below the live video feed, type in your question. We will see it. Garen will give it to us, our producer, and we'll be able to see it and answer it live. So it's going to be very interactive. So I'm glad that you're here today. Let me talk about the subject matter and introduce our guests for today. So today's content is all about how to create better social media content. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, which you probably do, which is why you're, you found out about this, or if you follow me on LinkedIn or you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you know, you know that I post a social media short form video probably about once a day during the week. And uh, most of those are done by the company that uh, this was founded by one of our guests today. It's called Story, which I'll talk more about them in a minute. But the reason I post those videos, the reason I spend time and energy and effort and money to put those videos out there is just not because I want people to look at my face online. It's because I have a message I want to share and I want to make an impact in this world. I want to have influence. I don't want to necessarily be an influencer, but I want to have influence in the world. And I want people to know my message and hear my message about finding your purpose and about being a 10 hour entrepreneur. And I do that through the medium of video. And that's the medium that we're using in this world today to talk to people. So Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube, these are places where people are reading and finding out about what's going on, watching videos. So that's what you want to need. You've got to be able to do that too. You know, if you go back 30 or 40 years, you had to, you know, you had to have a door-to-door -door salesman. You had to have an, you had an ad in the yellow pages. And then you had to, you know, 20 years ago, you had to have a website. Well, today, if you're not doing short form video content, you're really not in business. You're not letting the world see your message. And so Story is that company that helps me do that. And they're actually the title sponsor of the Entrepreneur Master Series. And today we're lucky enough to have the founder and one of their other experts on their team, Devin, with us today to talk all about it. So let me talk about, let me introduce Connor and Devin. So Connor Snyder is the founder of Story. He's here today and also uh, Devin Gillen, who works with Story. And actually, Devin is the first person that I talked to with the company Story. He reached out to me and, and we developed a good relationship. And now I am a customer of Story and they are also a sponsor of this show. But they are social media strategists. They work with speakers, coaches, any types of solo entrepreneurs or solopreneurs uh, to use their skills to grow an audience of influence and a, severe, a sphere of influence, just like what I was talking about. And, and the whole point here is to make people want to do business with you. And people do business with people they like. So if you can come across in a video in a way that people like, you're going to grow a personal brand that captivates the audience. And it's going to separate you from other people and from everybody else that's out there. That company, Story, has been able to help companies like Cardone Ventures, Grant Cardone, undercover billionaire, uh, Natalie Dawson, Mike Kroc, and they've helped many, many dozens dozens of others, including yours truly, build a strong following so that when people see them uh, or, they, or that person releases a new product or whatever, people are willing to buy without asking a lot of questions. And that's the power of building a strong online presence. That's the power of creating some of the best social media videos on the planet. So I want to welcome founder of Story and also business development specialist with Story, Connor Snyder and Devin Gillen. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Master Series, guys. Jason, thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. Well, it's cool to have you. So it's funny going back in our and the way that we connected. Devin uh, does a podcast uh, as part of his uh, his business with you guys at Story. 
invited me to come on. And then ultimately we ended up doing business together. And now Connor, you, you came on my podcast, the root of all success, not long ago and shared your individual story and how this started. And today we're going to do a tactical version of all that. We're going to really get into the weeds of this. So uh, do just uh, let's go first with you, Connor, and then Devin, just give us a brief introduction of kind of a little bit of your past, you know, 60 seconds or so just to kind of set the stage for who you are. And then we'll get into the tactics for today. Yeah, I'd uh, be happy to. So like, uh, like you said, I'm the co-founder of Story. We are a social media technology and marketing company. Um, I started off though, really on Facebook groups as a kid. So like, I remember my parents would like come into the office and be like, what are you doing on Facebook? Get off. You're never going to make money, you know, dinking around on Facebook for four hours. And then here we are, you know, talking about social media for our businesses. But uh, I uh, also done a lot of content creation, blog writing, um, help grow a couple of websites to millions of views every month um, with blogs and SEO strategies. From there, I started getting into performance marketing, um, you know, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Snapchat ads. If there's an ad platform, I've, I've played with it. And um, that led to really focusing on what makes someone want to click on an ad. And it was all about engaging authentic, real content. And from there, we really saw this very obvious problem, which is a lot of people wanted to create great content, but didn't know how to do it. And so with Story, we've really tried to systematize and take away a lot of the complexity so that you just got to pull out your phone camera and record and, and we take care of the rest. So that's kind of my background um, and uh, how we've helped people solve that problem. Very good. Well, welcome to the show, Connor. We're glad that you're here and I'm glad that you have the company story for us to do this. Devin, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, my journey goes a little while back. So about five years ago, uh, believe it or not, I was in college one weekend and I dropped out. I went to work for the small mortgage company called Castle and Cook Mortgage. And I was actually lucky enough to meet Connor Schneider there. And I didn't know I wanted to do marketing at the time, but we were helping these loan officers run Facebook ads. And what we realized what ran the best ads were video marketing. So getting them in front of a camera, having them share their story. And I just found this passion of like, hey, if we can focus on organic marketing and video content to grow these companies, they can grow a lot quicker than running those stock images and videos. So I've been working with Connor for about five years. Um, story, I've, I've loved working here from the beginning. So it's been really fun to see it grow. Um, and we're on a mission to help people share their authentic message. There's a lot of technology right now that can uh, obscure that message or not bring clarity or not sound like you, like chat GPT, for an example. And video is really hard to replace that. So we're really on a mission to help like people like Jason sharing a message that people can connect with them. And I actually reached out to Jason on Instagram because I thought he was a cool dude. He was already recording content before I reached out. I'm like, Jason, if you remember like, hey, Jason, I'm a small dog and I know it'd mean a lot to me. Can you hop on my podcast? I was like, it's funny because I was just growing my career in a Star Trek. Like, dude, I have the Jason Duncan on my podcast. And that's when I started like going upper and upper with people I have on the podcast. So I appreciate you taking that message. And I met Jason through social media and video content. So that's a little bit about me.
Jason, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can't hear you. So I hope everybody well, else can. it's it's me. I hit the mute button. I hit the mute button on my on my microphone. <laughs> I looked and I wait until I say something. That's like, okay. That's okay. Well, the weird thing about having a, 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 a manual mute button on your mic is that you forget to turn it off. When you just use the digital mute, you know, everybody picks up on that pretty fast. So my apologies. But what I was saying is the funny thing about the social media stuff, <laughs> the funny thing about this is that, you know, I've been posting social media videos, I guess it's 2019. And at some point, I'm going to be able to show the difference between what I was doing then and what I'm doing now. Uh, and how bad it was then, because I was doing these videos called Friday Sales Tips, and I, they're all still on YouTube. You can go look at them and laugh at me if you want to. But, but, but I I did those, but I was doing them wrong. I was doing them. I didn't shoot them the right. You know, I was doing this this angle rather than the the vertical. Of course, back then the vertical wasn't that big of a thing, right? Now it's all vertical. TikTok helped us get there. Uh, but, but, uh, but. My video game has improved significantly. And a lot of that's due to um, you guys helping me out, trying to tell me, because you've got a great platform and how to how to get good prompts, good hooks, et cetera. But, but today we want to dive in, not just to me and what I'm doing online, but like how everybody can do it. So I want to remind the audience, if you have any questions about any of this stuff on social media, I know we've got a live group. I'm looking at my LinkedIn. We've got a bunch of people that are live, YouTube. We've got people. Nobody on Twitter, but I'm never on Twitter, so it doesn't surprise me that nobody's watching on Twitter. But uh, and Facebook, I can't get to, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, thanks. But if you got questions, Zoom, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or LinkedIn, please put them in the chat, and uh, our producer Garen will pull them out and let us let us uh, answer those questions live for you. So let's do this. What and why do you want to post social media content for? I did a little my, my soapbox at the beginning, but Connor, Devin, why should people post videos on social media? Well, let me take this one real quick because Devin had mentioned this a little earlier, chat GPT and, and AI. And it's a very unique like two months that it's been where some of the things that we've all talked about of being an eventuality are becoming a real thing. I mean, just this week, Microsoft has released their version of AI built into their search engine, Bing. Google's going and announcing their um, integration with OpenAI um, or their own custom home-built language learning model, Lambda, to help have these in more um, personalized search experiences. And what that means for people that are building a brand or trying to build influence it means that your message is going to get swallowed up in a world of generative AI content. And I say this with absolute surety, you are going to see more and more companies rely on 100% automated written content, image generated content, et cetera, to put out their message into the world. And while that may be a viable strategy in some ways, what it also does is it changes the supply and demand of content a little bit because what's impossible to replicate at scale at the moment is us individually on camera with our voice, our persona, speaking about something that is current and topical with our applied expertise online. Like it, it's just, you cannot automate that yet. As good as AI is, we're probably another 10, 15, 20 years to start playing that game. And I think especially as entrepreneurs, so much of what we do happens in real life. It happens in person, at events, meeting and talking with people on a call even. And so 
what our content needs to have is this authenticity, this absolute clear trust that we're establishing so that people want to get to know us and do business with us. And as the supply of bad, not necessarily bad, but supply of auto-generated content increases, the demand for it will decrease. And it will put a premium on raw, real, authentic content from trusted figures and leaders. And so if you're really thinking about what kind of content should I be creating, that's going to help me stand out. Video and personal video are absolutely essential to help your business succeed. So you said video and personal video. What do you mean by personal video? Yeah. So, you know, it, uh, I have, uh, I'm, I'm dating a girl who's in the ad world. She spends millions and millions of dollars on makeup ads every month. And uh, she's worked at a couple of marketing agencies. One of them was behind like the uh, purple mattress videos. I don't know if you remember those on Facebook from, you know, about a decade ago, really city, silly, high production, crazy experiment kind of videos. Um, and what's interesting is she's been in the ad world long enough that she has seen, seen this trend over the last decade where high production TV quality as commercials are not converting or getting the engagement that they used to get on social media. And what's happening is she actually did an experiment where she took a video she recorded on Snapchat and then like put on the Snapchat text, like loving this makeup and ran it for one of her ads. That was four years ago and it's still the highest converting ad that that company has ever run and it's still live and still converting. And so the, the message here is, do you want to go necessarily with this, like, you know, explosions and driving cars off of clips kind of content, or can you take your phone out, record a video and share that and have that be still a more effective message than something that's high production. So personal content is the content that you can create yourself so that it has this trust factor um, with your audience. Okay, good. So personal, personal videos there. All right, Devin, what, what do you want to ring in on that too? Yeah. Um, um, uh, why should people get on social media? And I think it's really important because even for you, Jason, um, like sometimes you got to remember why am I on social media in the first place? there's two ways to do this. The first way I see a lot of people do is I just want to get more sales. I want to get more deals. I want to get more closes. And that's short-minded thinking. You got to think, think of the long-term. How can I stay consistently in front of my clients, my referral partners, my potential clients, where they're going to start referring business with me or wanting to work with me? So Gary Vee talked about this with Mr. Beast, but Mr. Beast grew this brand over several years and he's launched I think it's a restaurant. He launched like a couple other things for products and they just exploded. And it's because he grew this audience online over several years that when he released those products, they, everybody bought him because they trusted him and they liked him. So when you think about social media, it's hard to measure the ROI and you just got to remember first, what's your mission on why you're getting on social media. So for mine, it's to educate people on how to succeed on social media and video content, share the personal message, um, not focusing on sales. And then secondly, you got to remember the long-term play here. You're going to grow relationships that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise and calling them individually on the phone. So practice sharing that value and that knowledge and just remember the long-term play here than the short play. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think that's, um, I think that's an important point. So when you're, when, for, for those that are watching this and you're trying to learn about what it means to create long or to create short form videos, you've got to think about it in terms of the long game here. 
Um, I don't remember the guy's name. Probably you guys know, but who's the who's the black kid for, on TikTok who just did the like that thing where like he didn't ever say anything. He was like people complicate. What's that guy? You guys know what I'm talking about? What's that guy's name? Anyway, I don't know who's name, but I know who you're talking about. I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. His videos are hilarious. I remember I remember watching some of the first ones, going, "That's actually pretty funny," because it was somebody showing a hack and ended up being like a long cut rather than a shortcut. It, it, it was stupid, and he was thinking, "Hey, he would just do, you know, do that face." Well, he he said, "I watched a, a video of him on Instagram just, I guess, today, and it said." as he was getting started, he says, I remember one month I had nine views, like nine. And then the next month it was, it was insane. Um, now his grew pretty fast because we were in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody's on their phone. Nobody had anything to do, but the normal person takes longer to do that. But the reality is you still go from nine to 200,000. It doesn't go from zero to 200,000. It goes zero to one to two to nine to 10 to 20 to 30. And it grows and it takes a long, long time. I've been shooting videos for years. And now I'm sitting at, I guess, about 50,000 followers on, on Instagram, about 5,000 on LinkedIn. My, my YouTube video, uh, subscribe, my YouTube channel subscribers, weirdest thing ever. I was stuck at like five or 600 for the longest time. And this week alone, I've just jumped up over 900. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. I don't know if a video kind of went semi-viral, but it's, uh, it's, you've got to do it for the long term. It's not something you could do quickly. All right, now I'm going to turn it. Go ahead, Connor. You going to say something? Yeah, I was. I mean, that's it's it's uh, it's funny because a lot of people think that the goal is to go viral, right? Like they're like, I'm going to go viral. I'm going to make this video, and I'm going to get you know my get famous. But you know, if I asked you, do you remember the first person that did the cinnamon challenge? My guess is you're going to say no. <laughs> like. Like no one remembers the the people that just go viral for the sake of being viral. And even this guy, we don't even remember his name, right? Yeah. And 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 that's, I think, part of the thing that we have to remember when we're deploying this strategy, because we, it's very easy to like go and put a ton of effort and creative energy into making this video, you know? And then we go and post and it's like, oh, 10 views. Like this sucks. <laughs> and I think what you got to remember when you have those moments of discouragement is, look, it's better to get this seen by 10 of the right people than 10,000 of the wrong people. I'll give you an example of a, a client that we worked with before. He uh, had worked, like bought one of the like uh, engagement farms in Malaysia. And he was seeing a, a very interesting thing happen where he was trying to get out his message in this offer. And as he put the content out, no one would respond to his 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 offers ever. And you would go look at the demographic data inside of Instagram of his reach. And it was like tons of tons of views from Southeast Asia. And, and he's one of the, that's one of the things you got to remember is sometimes there's a strategy to doing things like buying followers and things. And, and, and we could get into some of that, but, but I think that if you're trying to build a relationship and you're trying to build a brand, it's important to remember that you got to put your content in front of the right people. And one of the things you said, Jason, just barely about YouTube and consistency with YouTube, you were hovering around a couple hundred and all of a sudden you started catching fire, right? The first thousand is going to be the, a grind to get to, right? Yeah. But, but part of what the social media channels are trying to figure out in their system is their algorithm 
is weighting consistency. It's literally part of the thing that they're going to consider before they recommend your content to somebody because they understand that consistent people build relationships with their audience. And if they build a relationship with their audience, they're going to come back to the platform to see what that creator has to say. And so if you want to be recommended more often, it's not just like a, a, a nice um, platitude of like consistency is important. It's literally data-driven rules-based technology that says, if you are more consistent, you will be recommended more often. So consistency, I think is a big takeaway for everybody taking notes on this, uh, on this webinar is that, is that no matter what you are doing, you need to be consistent. You need to be posting consistently, whether or not you're using platforms like story to help you, or you're using any other fir form, firm or anybody else to help you just do it on a consistent basis. So if that in fact is true, which I know that it is, and I, that's why I'm reiterating it. How many times per day, per week, per month is what does consistent mean? Like, is there, a, is there a metric? Because we need to know what that is in order to be consistent. Either one of you guys want to weigh in on that. Connor, you want me to take it? Um, so I actually got asked this question today, funny enough, on a demo call. And he's like, well, I need to be posting three times a day. Like, that's what people are telling me on TikTok in order to go viral. So first, wrong thinking, trying to go viral instead of growing that community. Um, but to me, consistency is minimum once a week. And it's the same day of the week. So if you do that every Monday, um, once a week, you're growing a consistent audience where people can expect you to show up. Um, there was a time, so the person that we helped, um, he had a consistent message going out at least once a day and I would see his message. So he'd always be on top of my, top of mind for me. Um, there's things that happen in his business, so we don't work with him anymore. But now I, I honestly forgot who he was for about three weeks. Um, and then I saw something go up and I'm like, oh, I remember who this guy is. So I think just making sure it's consistent, either it's once a week, twice a week or every day. It's really important that you have a schedule that you follow, that you just put in your calendar, you block it out and you do it. Um, cause we all get busy, Jason, you get busy, Connor gets busy, but we've got to make that like part of our schedule or we're going to forget about it. So what I'm hearing you saying is that there, it isn't really about how many times it's just being consistent on the time that you choose to post. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a very common old school social media kind of thinking where, you know, um, it used to be, I, it's crazy that this used to be how it is because most people don't remember this, but Facebook used to have a chronological feed, 100% chronological. So you would get on there and the newest thing would be at the top and the oldest thing would be at the bottom. And when that's how it works, if you post four or five times a day, well, then you're going to show up in that feed four or five times a day. So yeah, the more often you post, the more you'll be seen. And and that that makes sense. But we don't live in a chronological feed anymore. We live in an algorithm feed. We live in a, a feed that recommends us content based off of our interest. And it's going to be a combination of both interest and recency, right? So it, some platforms weigh this differently. For example, a long form YouTube video, that's not going to weight recency as much as something like Instagram will. And TikTok even doesn't weight recency and as much as Instagram does, right? Um, and we can get into to some of the, the reasons why, but the, the, the principle here that I think, Jason, you're trying to make sure your audience understands is you should be focusing way more about the quality rather than hitting a post minimum. If you focus on the quality, you're going to deliver value for your audience. You're going to create content that is going to make people want to come back. 
And if you're consistently doing that once a day or once a week or multiple times a day, great. But you should be asking the question first, is this a quality piece of content? And am I being consistent? If you do those two things, the amount of posts per day becomes a secondary thing. So let's then dive in. If we know now consistency doesn't necessarily mean um, every day, every hour, you know, et cetera. It's not necessarily based on recency, which I think is an interesting word. If, if you say it's based on quality, what does that mean? Great question. Yeah. Quality is so funny because it's, it's such a subjective word. Like, like everyone's definition of what a quality thing is um, can be a little different. So let's, let's, let's think through a little bit the incentive structure of social media, right? The social media platforms, while they're giving us all for free, they all are making a bunch of money, right? <laughs> like Facebook isn't over there, like suffering on the brink of, of death, maybe Twitter a little bit, but they're, 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 there's stuff changing over there. Um, TikTok's making, you know, dough. These platforms are making money, but we're all getting them for free. Well, why? It's because we give them data and we give them attention. They get data so they can sell it to advertisers and advertisers pay them money to show us content in the feed. And the more we're on those platforms, the more we see ads and the more we see ads, the more money those platforms make. And so really what this fundamentally means is the longer we're on the platform, the, the, the more, um, the more we are a good user to the platform. And so what they're trying to do is figure out, well, what do you, Jason, you, Connor, you, Devin want to see, so you stay on the platform longer. So in my mind, what quality means is what is the kind of content that the algorithm for the platform is going to recommend to people that keeps them online. And so there's a couple of things that each platform does that, that they believe keeps people online and watching videos. So examples of this on Instagram, vertical video on TikTok, vertical video, YouTube shorts, vertical video is going to get you recommended more often than if you film it sideways. If you post something as a reel on Instagram versus a feed post, it's going to get recommended to people that don't follow you more than it's going to be recommended to people that do. And so understanding um, both the technical quality pieces the platforms want, along with the artistic quality things, I think is, is really important to successful content. The quality, so there's there's technical quality, and then there's the, what did you say you, you use two different kinds of quality? Artistic quality, artistic yeah. Quality. And, and so, yeah, I mean, like, let's define artistic quality a little bit, right? Um, well, let's talk about the algorithm first, because it informs the artistic quality to a degree. So when you get onto um, TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts, and you watch a video and you're like, how did it know? I'll, I'll use my girlfriend as an example because she's so predictable. <laughs> she loves ducks, like animal ducks, cute, <laughs> quacking little ducks. And without fail, she if she opens her Instagram or TikTok feed, it's a duck video or a cow video. She likes cows grazing fields. Like, those are her favorite things. <laughs> and, and so she DMs me these every day. And it's like a nightly ritual that we go through and watch these duck and cow videos. So lo and behold, all of a sudden, when I'm at work and I get on Instagram, I'm getting recommendations for duck videos because I watch duck videos with my girlfriend all the time. I've trained the algorithm to say, I'm really into ducks. <laughs> and so what, what we all have to remember is the content that we consume is going to be recommended to us more and more often 
And if we understand that, we need to recognize that consistency around the topics we create will inform the algorithm who to recommend this to. So Jason, when you're talking about entrepreneurship, the more you talk about entrepreneurship, the more entrepreneurship content, um, the more that content is gonna be recommended to people that care about entrepreneurship. And if the people that care about entrepreneurship see you talk about entrepreneurship enough, they're gonna follow you and keep engaging with your content, right? And so if you understand that the algorithm is built on these kind of interest-based topics, that should inform you to get really clear, what are the topics that I want to be known for? And once you understand that, then it's about how do I make those topics in my message look as amazing as possible? And Devin can talk a little bit about like, how do, how do how, what are the best practices for making quality content that's going to be engaging around those topics? All right, well, let's get into the meat of it then, Devin. You want to you kind of take us a little, uh, wading a little deeper into that? Yeah, no, I, I really love talking about this. I think one thing I'd add to Connor with like uh, the, how do you get your content from the right people is remember your audience. Um, so if I started making content about cows, my audience is going to be like, what the heck is going on? Instagram and TikTok is going to be like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is Devin Gillen talking about? So we need to make sure that first our content is consistent, like Connor said, and we're thinking of our audience first before we start creating. Um, so a study came out every three seconds, someone goes to their next video if you don't hook them. So those first three seconds are vital. You got to capture their attention. Um, now there's a few things that you can do on there. First is you can do something crazy. Um, you can ask a question is another thing you can do. What are, what are the common questions that people are asking? So one exercise I like to do once a month, I'll go to my clients. I'll say, Hey, what are some questions that you ask as it relates to social media? And that's the content that helps me create. That's the type of content I want to create for my audience because I know exactly what people are asking. Um, secondly, after you get those first three seconds, now you got to start sharing your story. You got to start sharing your message. Common mistake I see a lot of creators do is they talk in circles over and over again. So what I suggest, um, it's actually a really good tactic I use. I grab a sticky note. I write three bullet points. I put it on my phone so it still looks like I'm pulling up my phone but I'm, re I'm recording so it's consistent and it doesn't talk in circles. So I'm going down the flow. Also, do you know what Cocoa Melon is, Jason? Heard of it. I don't have kids young enough to be into it, but I know what it okay. is. Well, my kids don't watch it anymore, which is funny because it's like, I honestly think it's like, it's really bad. It's like, they see the Cocoa Melon, it's like the crap, they're on cocaine. Like, they'll be, be the worst kids. You turn that on, they'll be like, holy crap. They haven't watched it for like six months. Um, and the reason why is because what Coco Melon does is every three seconds, every three to five seconds, they have a different scene or something happening. So your videos, every three to five seconds, you need something happening. Either that's your voice lowering, maybe your voice being higher, maybe it's a pop-up coming up every three seconds, maybe it's a zoom out every three seconds. But you need something happening every three to five seconds because it keeps them hooked in that video and to continually watching it. And then lastly, I would say is the message. So uh, I was on TikTok the other day and this guy, have you guys seen this where like people will post a short clip of their YouTube video on the TikTok? Have you guys seen that? Yep. So uh, the guy's like, okay, watch the rest of my video on my YouTube channel if you want to see the full thing. And someone commented, it was the, the most like comment and said, buddy, nobody is going to go outside of TikTok, go into YouTube and watch your video. We're staying inside of the platform. So if you are recording content, Make it so it's applicable to everywhere where they can stay inside of the platform and watch it. Because another thing that these algorithms reward you on is if those people are staying inside of those content and not leaving the platform, then it's just going to help you even more. So those are just some things I've picked up throughout the years. 
Connor might have more tactical. Um, and that's really what I like is the tactics. Yeah, the only, the, one other thing that I think is a funny stat, 74% um, of Americans admit to watching um, videos on their phone while they're in the bathroom. <laughs> and and that's just the ones that would admit to it. <laughs> it's like, have to admit that? Is that something I'm not supposed to tell people? <laughs> so, so, but what we all, but the thing that's funny is us, you know, polite society would say, if you're going to do that, do it with the sound off so we don't have to hear it, right? And I think that's something we've got to remember is you've got to make it so people can watch your content with the sound off. And there's auto-generated tools that each platform has to like auto-generate captions for you. They're not super accurate, but they'll, they'll show up. One of the things that we do with story is we make sure you've got those really big, bright attention grabbing captions, supporting assets, you know, things like, you know, when you're telling a story and then having an image or a graphic that comes up that supports what you're saying, it makes that what Devin was talking about, that three to five second constant change um, easier to do because you've got revolving assets happening on the screen. So yeah, there's there's things you gotta do to make sure your content is, is capturing attention because fundamentally the currency of the internet is attention. And, and we've gotta understand that because if you're trying to build a following, if you're trying to build influence, you've gotta make sure your content is bringing people in so they pay attention to you. So this idea, this idea of watching it without sound, I, I, I want to kind of go down this rabbit trail for just a minute because yeah. I understand that and I get it because there are times when I'm in a public place and I don't have my earbuds and I want to watch videos and I can't watch them unless they're captioned. Mm -hmm. and, and so I know that's part of the services that you guys provide. You do these really cool on-screen captions. This is what most, uh, most good people on social media right now that are good at their craft are doing doing on, on screen caption and I get it. So, so that there's zero disagreement, but I have this, I have this wild idea that I have not dropped publicly at all. And you guys are going to be the first ones to hear me say this. And if somebody goes and does this without my permission, this is my idea. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick Devin on you. He's going to beat you up with cocoa melon or something. I don't know what's going to happen, but, but so here's the thing. I'm in my car a lot driving and I like to, uh, I like to, to listen to videos, right? But there's so many of them that are just, it's some stupid pop song that like TikTok famous song that over an image or something. Okay, at that moment, that does nothing for me. And so I'm driving and I'll reach down and I'll just swipe. I don't have to look at, I don't have to look, take my eyes off the road to do that. Cops, you leave me alone. But I, so I could swipe and I go to the one and, and I'm listening for the ones that are motivational or the ones that are uh, if they're funny, they have to be like a comedian talking. It can't be visually funny because I'm not watching it. Here's my prediction. Somebody's going to create an app that it's just going to be audio and it's just going to be motivational or funny stuff that requires no visuals four times like that, that, that when people are listening. That's my prediction because Clubhouse, for example, who would have ever thought that people getting on that would have been a thing? And that just blew up a few years ago. Who would have ever thought short form video content and a vertical view would ever be blow up. I'm predicting the real Jason Dunk is predicting it right now, February, 2023. Somebody's going to create a social media platform that's audio only for times like that. What do you guys think? Hey, that's an interesting thought. It's funny because I think a lot of the audio platforms at the moment are like live audio, you know, Twitter spaces, clubhouse rooms. Like it's, it's definitely this, this, you know, live ongoing conversation. I think that, What's interesting is there's 
there, there's this great way of you doing audio and video that I think would enable that. Like podcasting is such a great way to do this kind of thing. And a lot of people have this crazy idea that a podcast has to be an hour long, high production thing. A podcast could be a five minute clip or a three minute clip or a, or a 10 minute clip. And if you record video while you do it, now you've got an audio piece of content that you can use for, you know, Jason's new audio platform that's coming up. <laughs> and also you've got video from that footage as well that you can go use on other platforms. And so if, if you're struggling to create consistent content with your phone, which is crazy because this is always in your pocket, um, just go and, and reuse your computer, record for 10 minutes, get your thoughts out as a podcast, and then that can get spliced up and be turned into a bunch of really great short form content. Yeah, I agree. I, I just do. I, I I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I do think some sort of short form audio content platform needs to be created for people that they're just able to listen. They can't watch. They're busy. Their hands are otherwise occupied. They're doing something, but they want to hear short form, not podcasts, because podcasts are the long form, but just short form, just inspirational or informational or educational or entertaining short form 30 to 60 second pieces that are like, oh, that was good. That was really good. And you could swipe just the same thing, just swipe forward, swipe backwards. And you could follow pieces people that put out great audio motivational content or educational content. Anyway, if there's an investor listening who wants to invest with me, let's go. I'm your man. I think it's a great idea because I would be I'd be the first customer of my own product. Well, let's get into let's get into the technical stuff. So I know you guys have some slides you want to share to kind of go through some of the tactics of how to create great videos. And I just did a test. I asked, asked our producer to take me off screen i hope he hope i was off screen when i was doing that but i just did a test i've got this really cool camera where i can show my phone on the camera on a desktop view and so if we wanted to go and look anything in instagram or whatever i can do that on my phone and i've got a desktop camera that can make that happen so i'll turn it over to you guys and then we'll take it from there yeah so i, I have, we had a couple of slides that i think we really covered most of already but i did want to show this instagram account of, of someone that we actually recently started working with um, his name is uh, Mike Staver. He's a, he's a public speaker. He's, he's really trying to really commit to social media. Really great guy. And it's funny because if you go back in time, you can kind of see where uh, he was doing his content. I think this is you know classic content right here. <laughs> it's great because he made a video, which I respect, but you know, it's, it's very chin and forehead focused. <laughs> you know, he's got uh, a blurry photo, which, which honestly feels very Tumblr-esque, um, you know, but it's, it's a, uh, definitely not on brand for for Mike here and, and some nice landscapes. But if you saw this as Mike's feed, you wouldn't be able to know who Mike was, understand what he does and really get to know Mike. And, and if you scroll up here, you're going to see, oh, well, this is where stories start to take over. <laughs> um, right. And, and some of the things I think this video here got 15,000 views, this first one that we did for him. Right. And, you know, he's got a camera, he's recording and talking, and then we're going and adding these captions and make it engaging and interesting he's got a bunch of bad takes and misspeaks that he had he tried to take this a bunch of times we went through and found all the best stuff and stitched it together in something that was comprehensive for his message but i, I think that you can see thumbnails as well here we're putting thumbnails on the content so that way when it's getting posted and you go to his profile you see oh that's interesting i want to learn more about that i want to see what he thinks about that and this builds that credibility and authority because when I go to Mike's page now, I look at Mike and I'm like, well, this guy's got a message. Like this guy's got something to say. I should follow him. I want to see more from him versus this, which is, you know, 
I've got my great aunt Catherine posting stuff like this. I, I don't need more <laughs> great aunt Catherine in my feed, right? So well, let me let me interrupt for there for a second. Leave that on the screen, uh, Garen. Um, so so what's this guy's? We're gonna, we're gonna give this guy a shout out since you brought him up. Let's go follow him. He's only got twelve hundred followers, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So what? Well, who is it? What's his? What's his Instagram? So it's it's Staver Mike. What is it? Staver Mike. S T A V E R dot Mike. M I. All right. So so he's got twelve hundred seventy five followers. And so go follow him, go, go add to his follower list and give it to him. And I do like the fact that the thumbnails are all matching. As a matter of fact, that was, that's on my agenda to talk with, uh, with, uh, oh, who's my new guy. I completely forgot his name. Yeah. Anyway, my new account manager, I, I it's like, I want to talk about thumbnails. I want to start being more consistent on my thumbnails because I, I think mine are good, but they're not consistent and, and on brand. So let me ask you about on brand with Mike here. So you got Aunt Catherine there, then you got some that are just text, then you got some sky photos, and then you got the the lips and chin. <laughs> and obviously it's very different. Is there ever a time when you can post a reel? Like I, I don't even post feed pictures anymore. I only do reels, I only do videos on Instagram. Is there ever a time to do one off brand? Like I do stories that are off brand, like a picture of my car or a picture of me or a video of me riding my motorcycle, like what I did the other day. Is that ever appropriate for us to post that on reels or on wherever we're posting? That's yeah, not a story. It goes away. Like, can we do it off brand on our main feed? I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, what does it mean to be on brand and off brand? Let's define that a little bit. So on brand in my mind is meets the expectations and promises that you as a brand are making to your audience. And so if, if your brand is to always be talking about a specific topic, that's, that's going to be on brand. If your brand is to talk about your personal life and things you're doing, that's on brand. And when things are off brand, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I'll give you an example. Um, Duolingo has been an app that's been around for 10 plus years. It's a, it's a language learning app. And when they wanted a TikTok. They let their intern put on an owl suit, which is their mascot, and just do deranged, insane, crazy stuff. Things that were completely off-brand for Duolingo. Well, Duolingo has now become iconic on TikTok. Lots of followers, lots of engagement. And they did something off-brand that ultimately was a huge attention play. And so I think in the decision to be on-brand or off-brand, I think it's really, is this going to help me get attention? Um, I think if it's going to help you get off attention, being off brand isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, um, you know, you posting videos of going out on your motorcycle, that doesn't feel off brand to me. That feels very on brand for Jason. That feels like a holistic picture into Jason's life. And I think that's okay. I think it's more about proportions because if you post about your motorcycle all the time, well, then it's going to be Jason, the motorcycle guy, not Jason, the entrepreneur. Right. But, yeah. but, but yeah, I think you get variety is good. Helpful. That's helpful. All right. So what, uh, what else, what other kind of tactics and tips can we deep dive into on how to make the best social media videos on the planet? So I, I got a tip on how to grow your audience or a few tips. Um, I'll try to pull it up. I don't think the slides are done just yet, but I think this is, will help a bunch with people trying to grow their community. Um, so Connor, if you want to go into something else, I'll try to get this up on the side. That's why I'm looking at my other screen and then I can back through those eight tactics. Yeah, you're good. I, I think the other thing that, that is really important to remember in this whole equation is that social media is not a billboard. It's a conversation. 
And I see a lot of people that will go and just put out content and never think about responding to people that engage with them. And they just kind of like expect that like they're going to make a video and like everyone's going to come and just be like, holy cow, this is like a world shattering piece of content. And in reality, if you want to build community and really build a following, you've got to go and, and give attention. I said earlier, attention is the currency of the internet. And what I meant by that is if I give you attention, you're going to give it back to me. We are going to have this exchange of value and exchange of attention. And so if you aren't getting enough attention on your accounts, go do a business with other accounts, meaning go comment on other people's stuff, go watch other people's stuff. And when you genuinely appreciate it, let them know. And if you go and invest the time to do that, take 10 minutes in a day to go and leave positive engagement on other, on other people's profiles, I guarantee you within two weeks, your engagement on all your accounts will go up, even if you don't change your content strategy at all. And it's gonna be because the, the social platforms are building, they're called social networks because they're mapping the network of our relationships, right? And so if I go comment on your stuff and then the person that I commented on likes it, we just told the social platforms that we care about each other. And so we're going to show each other our content more often in each other's feeds, which is ultimately what we want. Right. And so remembering that there's this kind of um, um, engagement relationship with anyone we interact with, it's, it's super, super important. And if you hack it by just being really intentional about your engagement, you're going to see um, your own engagement on your own content improve. Good stuff. I wish I had some slides to share. They're not complete. So maybe next time or we can send it afterwards. So I went to this conference about three weeks ago and this guy was like, he grew a few TikTok accounts to like millions of followers. And he said he did some studies of like, there's eight different ways people grow their TikTok account. Um, and he said something that was really interesting. He said, TikTok is an entertainment first and then Instagram and Facebook is more community driven. Um, so if you are just trying to grow your TikTok, grow a community, he said, once you grow that community, start sharing your own stories because you want to try to build it up. But these were the eight ways that he said there's been research and things going right. Why TikTok accounts like start growing a lot quicker than others. So the first tactic uh, that we went through was what makes you different? So like, as you think about your business, Jason Duncan, when I think of Jason, I actually think of the 10 hour work week, which is funny. So I know Jason because he's a lot different than everybody else. There's a lot of people trying to help people or help entrepreneurs get out of that 40 hour work week. But Jason's the first one that I've heard about the 10 hour work week. So number one, what makes you different from everybody else? Number two, storytelling. So my most viewed uh, Instagram reel was actually a story that I shared. So I try to implement stories a little bit more. Um, and what I mean by storytelling is going through the experience with your audience. So this is a quote by Ty Bennett when I was listening to him. He said, you don't tell the story, you live the story. You live that story again. So act like you're there. Don't just tell about the story. Act like you're in that story. And that's helped me with my accounts and starting to grow that. Um, the third tactic that he gave to grow these accounts was understand what the hero's journey is. How are you a guide for that person's journey? So Jason, again, I think of you, how are you helping these entrepreneurs get out of the 40 hour work week and get into the 10 hour work week? Um, how can we get them out of the grind and still enjoy life instead of trying to kill themselves growing that business? So understand what that hero's journey is. Um, fourth, education. So this is what I mainly focus on. Jason, this is what you focus on. Um, how can you educate your audience? So that's more of that podcast style or those 60 second clips of just giving advice. 
those accounts do really well. So that's another good tactic of like how to grow your account on TikTok. Um, a fifth option is audience engagement. So there's literally TikTok accounts that will ask a question. They will go to the comments, pull that comment to like, they'll do a remix and just that's their whole TikTok account. And that's how they grow their TikToks. So again, it's filtering through these and trying to figure out what sticks for your TikTok account um, when you're doing these. So that's the fifth option. Sixth is shareable content. So how can you make your content shareable? What does that mean? So a good example of this is the podcast. I can share this podcast with other people. It's shareable content. I'm going to share it because I was on the show. Connor's going to share it because he was on the show. How can we make that content shareable with other people? That's another tactic to grow your audience. Um, and then another one is documenting everything that you do. So there's a lot of TikTok accounts. I mean, Mr. Beast does this for YouTube, but literally just pull out your phone and document every single thing you do. Um, it's funny, but there's a lot of channels that like show their whole day in a 60 second clip. They just document everything that they do. That's their whole account on TikTok. And then the last tactic he gave was number eight was consistency. Um, it's probably the most important one. It's not really a tactic. So I'd say there's seven different options you can reference your account around, but you should be consistent with all those tactics that you're doing and do it on a consistent basis. So I thought it was just really interesting because I'm, I'm going to start trying it. Uh, my goal again isn't to go viral it's to grow an audience where i can have 10 people that know me that i'd rather have reach 10 than 10,000 that don't know me or know what my mission is about but if you are trying to grow your TikTok from the ground those are some good options to start from well that's good you guys uh watching this after the fact you can roll that back and play that again i wrote those down uh, and i will make sure that those are in the replay so if you've registered on zoom you get the replay. If you're anywhere else, uh, you'll just have to watch the replay on the uh, on the platform. But if you get the replay for me, I'll send it out an email and I will include those eight things that Devin just mentioned because I wrote them down. So it's good stuff. And let me this is a good opportunity for us to ask for questions from the live audience. So if there's anybody out there right now watching and you've got a question about how to make the best social media videos on the planet, just pop that into the chat window. If you're on Zoom, put it in the Q&A bubble. And our producer, Garen, will pull that and drop that live. Also, I want to give everybody the opportunity to go check out Story. This is the company that Connor owns. It's therealjasonduncan.com slash story with two Ys, therealjasonduncan.com slash story. They'll give you one free edit so that you can see what they do. So you can send in your video and they will edit it for you and send it back with all the stuff that we just talked about, the on-screen graphics, the Zoom cuts, uh, the the, the uh um, the subtitles, all that stuff will be on there for you to see what it's like. Plus, if you sign up through that link, you get a great discount on their services and they're they're the best. I've used lots and lots of people in the past, different companies. Everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses, but by far, Story has eclipsed them all. And I'm happy to have them as the title sponsor for the Entrepreneur Master Series. I talk about them not only today because they're on the show, but every time we do this show, they're our sponsors. So go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story to know how to get your videos to turn into the best videos on the social media platform, wherever you like to live. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show. I really, really appreciate that. So let's, uh, let's look at some other tactics. Now we've got, if we just kind of break this down, first of all, we want to shoot vertically, vertical, vertical videos for short form. Obviously YouTube is long form. You're going to do that. You want to do that on, on horizontal. You're going to shoot vertical, right? So we're shooting vertical. Um, is there anything about how we shoot it vertically that we could talk about? Maybe somebody's not paying attention to, uh, you were talking about your guy, Mike shooting it up his nose, <laughs> you know, is there a way that we can shoot better to be better on our videos vertically? 
yeah, this is a, a, a really easy thing to remember. Um, photographers follow this, cinematographers as well. It's the rule of thirds, it's super simple, but a lot of people don't know it. And the general rule is you've got two, you've got, if you think of your screen divided into three sections, generally you want you as the person to be taking up about two thirds or one third of that screen. And so typically with uh, horizontal content, we would say one third, you want your face right in the middle, like I'm, I'm doing here. And if we were to do vertical content, then I probably would step back a little bit. I'd leave a little bit of space above my head and then I would fill up, you know, about two thirds of, of the viewport. And what's additionally something to think about is if you're gonna have an outside team edit, like story, for example, we would prefer you just give us a little more space anyway, like go out even a little bit farther because now we can punch in, we can zoom in, we get to play with depth a little bit more when we're doing cuts with your video um, versus if you're like really like right up in the screen and you've got your eyeball like sticking out in front of the lens, it's gonna be off-putting. And so following that rule of thirds, it's just um, a way our brain processes visual information that other people will feel looks nice. And so, so it's a very easy way to make sure your content looks good and avoid, you know, chin syndrome or, or any other weird framing. That's a good reminder. I need to do better at that. I do. I do most of my videos arms length with my fan, my camera phone like this. So which fills it up um, because I, I don't know. I just it's easier for me to do that than sitting on a tripod and backing up. But uh, all right. Well, what else on shooting vertical do we need to kind of remember and do the rule of thirds is good. Anything else? Yeah, I think Devin kind of mentioned this earlier, which is you want to have motion. You want to have stuff that's changing in your in your view. A really easy tip is go record while you're moving outside. And when you're moving around outside, it's really hard to stay like, you know, two thirds in the camera all the time. So we're not going to fault you too much for that, Jason. I think it's when you're when you're out and about and you've got that motion of constant background scenery shifting, it makes it just more visually interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. like it's kind of the difference like between going to like a, uh, an art museum and see, you know, a blank canvas with like a white street across streak across it is, and it's like modern art it's really clean looks nice i guess versus going and looking like a van gogh painting and seeing so many different intricate detail right it just makes your like eyes want to look at every part of it and so having that motion so that the view the the viewer doesn't know what's going to be in frame next even if you don't got anything special going on is naturally going to pull in that attention as well you know, one of the things that's one of the things that you guys helped me with is that most of the videos I was doing before, even though I was holding my phone myself and videoing myself, um, I would I would do one long cut without any breaks. And of course, you guys can cut it. But when I do it that way, the video, the background wasn't really changing a lot unless I was walking. So now what I'm doing is I, I'm using the pause button on the, I don't think, I don't think iOS has that. I know I'm an, I'm a Google pixel guy, but there in my video on my, my phone, when I do a video, there is a pause button so that I can pause. Does iPhone have that too? Where you can pause? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So what you guys have, what iPhone users have is that if you hold the, the record button, you can, you can push your thumb up the screen and it zooms. Can't do that on the Google pixel, but we do have the pause button. So when I'm, when I'm recording, and this is actually, I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I'm going to do this. I got, I got this cool new camera. I'm going to, I'm going to put this. Can you see my, uh, Pull that up there. can you see my phone? Yeah. 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 Me, we can see. Let me, let me, let me zoom in a little bit. Let's see. There we go. So we got, got zoomed in. So when I hit record here, I've got this pause button. Mm -hmm. So it's recording. 
you can't really see, but it is recording and I can hit pause and it's paused that video. So I can now readjust myself into a different position and then hit, just hit, I don't hit the record again. I just hit that button and it's recording again. So the videos, the videos I just recorded today, I did that. So I can, I can hit pause. It's not recording right now. I can move the phone around, do whatever. And then when I want to start again, I do that. So that's one way to get your, uh, get your backgrounds different because you can do the pause feature. And when you do the pause feature, you can move around between that. And it's not a six or seven different video clips you're having to send in to somebody. It's one. It's mm. one. Video. So that's I what I do. Little tip. Very Jeez. smart. One thing I want to add to that. So this is like probably one of the easiest, most awkward tactics that you can do, but I promise it works. Hopefully my camera follows me. So I'm going to stand up. So I tried this and it worked really well. Try to plan your video out in sentences. So for an example, I'm just going to do a video right here and pause. Um, okay. Here are the three steps to creating a one minute video. And then I'm going to turn a little bit and I'm going to say the first step is creating your hook. It needs to be three to five seconds. Then I'm going to turn a little bit. And I'm going to say the second part is sharing your message. So bullet point that message. And I'm just going to turn a little bit every time I say a sentence. I know it's super awkward. I know it doesn't flow naturally, but I promise you like, it's been creating really engaging content because people look at it and it's just very quick and the team knows exactly where to timestamp. So just try it. It's super awkward. It was awkward for me when I first did it, but I promise like you'll see your videos. You'll even impress like how engaging it is. If you just turn just a little bit and pause every three to five seconds after your sentence, it helps a bunch. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip. One of my, one of my other media coaches that I've used in the past told me to, uh, and actually I recorded a new Facebook ad video yesterday using this technique where you just hold, you, you hold your phone and you've got the script written down somewhere, you know, on a piece of paper, it's on the screen. Mine was on the screen and I would read the first sentence of the script that I wanted to read. So I don't have to memorize this whole thing. And I just hit record and I talked to the camera and did the first sentence. And then I hit pause. Of course, your iPhone users can't do that. So it'd be a bunch of videos, but but then I then I would read the second sentence and I would move to a different position and I would record that. And I kept doing that until I went through all 20 sentences. And now I've got all these 20 second or 20 clips that are like Devin, what you were saying earlier, three to five seconds long each. But it's it's but it, it makes me go through the thing. Now, I'm going to say this for your sake, because I know story, you can do this. And I know other editing platforms can do the same. You don't have to pause it. You could just keep it recording the whole time and the editors can cut out all the dead air in between. You don't have to pause it. Right. Am I saying, is that correct? Absolutely. Right. Yep. You can just go and do a one long, you know, one take, one take wonder and uh, say, um, and mess up and restate it and try another, you know, take again. And we'll go and find the best bits of all of it and stitch it all together. So it really is. Sometimes we get so paralyzed by trying to record the most perfect piece of content and what we were trying to do is just make it so you can just record and then not think about it. Let, let the editors make it look pretty, you know, but I think if you're trying to DIY it, I think what you're like suggesting Jason is so smart Hit that pause button record. And, and then, then you don't have to worry about the editing. You can just keep that clip really clean. So for those that are choosing to edit on their own versus using you guys or somebody like you, because there's lots of, there's lots of companies that do what you guys do. None as good as you do, in my opinion, I've used many. Um, but, but if they're doing it on their own, do you have any tips on how to record it so that it makes the editing portion easier on the back end? 
Yeah, I, I think really that what you said is really key is so much of what editing is, is taking out the junk. <laughs> and so um, there's, a, there's a saying in software development, garbage in, garbage out, right? Like if you put in bad video, you're going to get bad video out. So if you record a lot of content that you don't want <laughs> to have to deal with or don't want to use, well, when you get to the editing app, all of a sudden you got a bunch of stuff to sort through. And so I think if you're trying to DIY it, the biggest way to save your time is be very selective on what you decide to record and what you don't. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of time salvaging, which is not what you want to have to do when you're DIYing it. Very time consuming. Yeah, for sure. We got a question that came in from uh, one of our viewers on the live stream. It says this, uh, can you go into more detail on each platform's strengths and weaknesses regarding audience? You mentioned TikTok as entertainment, et cetera. Would love to get a handle for nuances on what platform works for different types of audiences. Great question. Great question. Um, so I think there's two main ways that the social platforms differentiate how they um, build followings. So one, as we, we mentioned earlier, was this recency bias. How much do they weight recency into their algorithm? The other, though, is network. Who are the people you connect with and add on the social network? So let's look at a couple of extremes. Extreme one would be Facebook. You add friends on Facebook. The people that you are connected to on Facebook generally for the average person are people that you know and you want to connect with to stay updated on their life. That's generally. YouTube, it's generally the opposite. I go subscribe and watch accounts that are just completely interesting to me. I don't I don't necessarily know them. I have no personal relationship with them, but I find the content interesting. And I think where the, this, you start to see this transition is really with Instagram. Instagram has this idea of following people in public and private accounts. I can go and follow an account regardless if I know them personally or just find their content interesting. And I follow them or don't follow them. And so it, it's kind of this combination of interest-based and relationship-based mapping. Um, Instagram weights recency higher than YouTube, right? And so if your audience on Instagram is going to be people that have a personal relationship with you and or people that have interest in the topics you talk about, and it also has a bias towards recency, then you're going to want to have lots of personal content on a frequent basis that you're posting to Instagram in order to, you know, be in front of the algorithm versus YouTube, where you're going to want to have longer form content that's extremely interest based in order to stand out in the in the pool of people that are sharing similar things about that information because you don't have an existing relationship with people on YouTube in the same way you would on Facebook or Instagram. And then TikTok, which I think has really perfected the algorithmic interest-based recommendations. TikTok is more like YouTube where I don't need to have made that post in the last month to show up. I'll see posts from six months ago if the interest is there, right? And so there's a heavy weighting there towards the interest on the algorithm. But I think it, when you're thinking about the strengths and weaknesses of each platform and how much time to invest there. I think the clarity of your message and the strength of your personal relationships are a way to wear that. If you're like a person that has a ton of expertise, but no friends and no connections and no network, like you probably should go to TikTok or YouTube where you can really just focus on your information and, and let your followers come to you based off that. If you're in a, in a business that depends on relationships, I'm thinking of something like a, a real estate agent or a mortgage loan officer or an insurance agent, 
where your sphere of influence is extremely important, I would say Facebook and Instagram become more important to you because it's about maintaining those relationships with people. And so depending on your business, depending on what your kind of message is, I would say you formulate your strategy based off of, of those things. That's good stuff. Devin, you got anything to add to that? No, he took it. He, he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, um, what I thought we could do too is uh, that's a great question. Thanks for submitting that question. Anybody else have a question? Just put it in the chat. Garen, our producer will pull it and drop it on the screen for us to answer live. I, th I think it would be cool to kind of show what one of the videos looks like, because I think some people um, would just like to see an example. So I can either pull one up on my phone, or if you guys got one, you want to say, hey, this is an ideal example of what a technical quality and artistic quality video looks like. And one, obviously, that story edited. Would you guys, you guys want to pull one up? Or Devin, you want to prep one? while we talk about something else and we can show that, or I can put one on my phone, whatever. Yeah, you if you want to pull it up, Jason, I think that would be cool for your audience to just see it and know that, that okay. you may have been behind it. Cause I think, uh, always. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, well, we'll do that. So let me, uh, let me figure out how to get this thing zoomed in the right way. So make sure it's showing up on screen correctly. So these are, these are videos from my, uh, Instagram, just reels feed. And, uh, so I think this one, let me turn this back up. Uh, this was one that you guys did, uh, I don't think, too long ago. So let me let me hit play. Oops. Never started this company. That's when life started to change for me. And that's when I went from making good money to being a millionaire and having to run a company every single day to not having to run it every single day. From doing what I thought I was good at and should be doing to what I really amazingly most are living. I, at worst, they're honest about it and they hate it. I can definitely see any business owner that's starting a new business. That's how you're thinking about it. I'm doing power washing on the side and I could create a big business out of this and blow it up and you get stuck into the other 98 people that are doing the same thing. So this is a, this was a, a, a web, a, a podcast that I was on with somebody else. And uh, so it went back and forth. But what's interesting as we showed there is it has part of just me, part of the other guy, and then there's clips thrown in there on the back end. There's interesting video or audio in the background. There's on-screen graphics. That's a video people are going to want to watch. And I had 2,500 views of that one, I think 48 likes and few comments. So that's probably about par for the course on what I'm seeing on my artistic and quality-driven videos online. Devin, did you find one you want to show? No, I was just going to ask, uh, if you don't mind, do you mind pulling up the app? I think like it's so cool if you have it on your phone and like showing how you upload if you could upload even video that you recorded and just showing that yeah. process that'd be yeah awesome. so that so this is actually part of part of the reason why i think story's killing it in terms of better than any of the other companies out there is that this is the app so you got the home the home with the dashboard and this shows all the projects that they're working on so this one's scheduled this one's been submitted that one's scheduled and you can see savers or losers the power of thinking you're a job owner Ways to be more. Don't remember what it said. Bobby Harris. This was the guy that was on my podcast. The one thing keeping. I don't remember what that said. Um, but but what's interesting is if you go to these projects, like I can hit new project right here. I can put in a project title. I can type in you know whatever name I want to do it. I can put in the instructions here, just whatever whatever instruction I want to type in there, and then upload. And I can pull that video from any of the files on my phone. So if I've got if I go to my camera files all these videos. So there's a 10 minute video I did. I obviously wouldn't submit that. 
here's a minute and 15 second short form that I did earlier today. And I could submit that by hitting the submit button and it goes into the projects. So I'll go over here. There it is. Now, the other cool thing, and this is what I think is so cool about what you guys do too, is the prompt, the prompts. So when you sign up with story that you go through an onboarding and they ask you what topics do you want to talk about? And so these are prompts. So entrepreneurship and business, what are the top five qualities of a successful entrepreneur? That's a prompt that story in the app is giving me. So I could go and say, here's, here's the hook. The top five qualities of a successful entrepreneur are grit, determination, resilience, adaptability, and vision. Here's the hook. And then there's an outline with all these, all these, uh, all these little points here and then an outro. So I have my script right here in the story app on entrepreneurship and they've got scripts and hooks and prompts on all different topics that you can use for your particular subject matter, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So these prompts are fantastic. And then there's a library of all the videos that have been done up to this point. Some have been released, some have not like the savers or losers is one that's going to go out soon. Uh, this 5 a.m. club, I think went out either today or yesterday. This one went out this week and then you're a job owner, not a business owner is going to come out, I think tomorrow. So this is uh this is the really cool part with this app that you guys have developed. that sets you guys way ahead of the game. And that's why I recommend people go check out the real slash story to get the app and to upload your first video for free, get them to edit it for free. All right. Any, uh, any other, uh, tap, tactics or tips we want to share with our audience on how to create the best videos on the planet? I think, I think one, you know, final kind of thought I'd leave with your audience is, um, the, the, the best video that you make is the one you actually go and record. It's so easy to get like paralysis of like, Oh, am I doing this part of it? Right. And this part of it, right. And this part of it, right. You got to remember that there's people that go viral that are just on a skateboard hole in a Capri sun, you know, like it, it's like, it's low effort. <laughs> and, and I think that one of the things you said, Jason, is if you went back to the videos you started making in 2019 and compared them to now, you'd be like, Oof, wow, what was I doing? Night and day, a little cringy. <laughs> like, right. And, and I think that that shows though, the, the, the what it takes to get good at this is you've got to be willing to accept that your first stuff isn't going to be perfect. Like the first couple videos you make are not going to be great. I, I actually work with a lot of real estate agents who do a lot of cold calling for their work. Right. And so they're like picking up the phone, calling somebody they never talked to before they're on that prospecting grind. And it's funny because if you talk to them about cold calling, they all understand the first phone call you ever make is hard and awkward and they're going to do it wrong. Like they understand it's a skill to be good at, at something difficult, you know, or going to the gym right? Doing it, all of this stuff, we have plenty of analogies for, but for some reason, when we think about a video camera, we think like it's either natural talent or, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And in, in just like anything else, recording video is a skill. So if you're thinking about getting on social, if you're thinking in that this is something that you want to do, that you know the power of it, that's going to be helpful for your business, get out there a camera and record. And if you start recording, you will you'll get developed the skill and, and all the technical know-how will start to fall into place. Jason, um, I got a question. Who wants to see the first video I recorded five years ago? It is actually about Connor. Do you guys want to see it? Yeah, Let's go for it. This is, this is how cringy, like you guys are going to cringe and I'm going to cringe watching it with you. So this is actually about Connor. Let me turn up the volume. I'm not sure if you can hear this. So. 
Like I want to jump off a cliff right now, right? Like that was, that was like, and I was talking about Connor in that, which is funny. That was my first video. Now we go back to like my newer videos. I feel so much more confident. It's not like I got it the next month, but if you have coaches that can help you through this, that's going to speed up the process. If you have scripts that help you with this, I'll pull up one of my one of my more favorite videos that I had on here. Hey, Gary, um, like, can you make sure this shows up on the on the on the screen on the live? Because like I don't, see. I don't think the, I don't think the audience saw saw. Yeah, I don't think the audience yeah, saw. Let's that. go back to that first video. Oh, let's go back to that first video. Let's go. Let's go back to that first video, and then I'll show you the one that I like. All right, so he's got this screen shared. Uh, okay. Garen, are you able to put that screen share up on the main for the live? It says it's not coming through for some reason. Ah, shoot, dang. I'll uh, I'll throw the link. I'll throw the link in here. I was literally <laughs> in my father-in-law's basement five years ago. I was recording a video because I'm like, screw it. And I got eight likes. Like, it helped me grow as a person. And then I'll send you guys the video in the chat, too, if you guys want to look at it. Of, like, what when I started feeling confident and really good at this. But cringy cringy stuff and that's okay you got to start recording video well garen uh garen our producer if you can grab that link he put in the in the chat just drop that in the chat for each of the uh each of the platforms we're live streaming people can see that it'd be it was uh it, yeah your hair you got much better hair game today man you did good you got... <laughs> so, i should be losing hair but like i don't know what's going on there all right, I've got a few. I've got a few tactical questions that we can finish with today as we kind of uh, land this plane. All right, so we're shooting vertical. We're doing quality. We're being consistent. We're doing on-screen uh, subtitles so that the video can be watched silently, you know, on mute, so people can see that. Um, we're posting on the platform that makes the most sense for us. So, for example, if we're wanting to be discovered by lots of people and we want to entertain, TikTok's probably your platform. If you want to connect just with people you know, Facebook's probably the place you want to go. If you want to have a wider audience, you want to do a lot more educational content, YouTube, and then the blend, the best blend, in my opinion, the best platform is Instagram, but that's just my personal opinion. But you can get on Instagram and all of those places, you can you can post those videos for, for, audience, for your audience. Um, but let me ask you this. What about, here's kind of a tactical thing, hashtags and captions. Like what, how important are hashtags and or captions when you post a video? Great question. Um, so this was a couple months ago. Uh, Adam Masseri, who is the head of Instagram, he, uh, he had to go and make a press release to respond to Kylie Jenner. And, and it was, there was some controversy going on. Kylie Jenner, a couple years ago, had some issues with Snapchat posted about it and Snapchat stock dipped like 16% because of Kylie Jenner <laughs> dissing on Snapchat. So, so Adam Masseri is getting ready to make this, this, this press release to her. And it, she basically was saying something along the lines of make Instagram, Instagram again. I really wanted to see, you know, pretty pictures of my friends. I don't want to have to like focus so much on video. And Adam Masseri made a whole thing about how video is the new focus for Instagram. They're going to be recommending it more. And one of the tidbits of information he dropped was that hashtags don't matter. So this is from, this isn't just, you know, marketing guru guessing. This isn't just like, you know, anecdotes. This is the head of Instagram said that how they weight the hashtags for the explore page is basically non-relevant, trivial in terms of how much they matter. And so I don't think hashtags don't matter. I think like part of this is, um, when you have content on 
um, when you have hashtags on your content, you want to let it be a simple thing for a user to go look at other things. I think it does have some trivial weighting to the algorithm, but I think it's one of the things sometimes people get tripped up on. It's like, well, I don't know what hashtags to use. And I think that sometimes people ask that question before, like they ask like what video they should make, <laughs> right? So I, I think that hashtags in actuality on Instagram specifically don't matter a whole lot. I've heard different things about TikTok. I've heard TikTok hashtags matter a lot on TikTok. And I'm also, I also would share this one other bit about hashtags, which is that on Facebook, don't ever use them. The only people that use hashtags are marketers. No one else uses hashtags on Facebook. So if you want to stand out, you know, like a sore thumb, it's like going to a really nice restaurant where everyone's supposed to be, you know, wearing black ties and walking in with a soccer uniform covered in mud. Like you're just going to stand out and people are going to be like, what, what are you doing here? Like you don't belong here. So no hashtags on Facebook. Hashtags don't really matter on Instagram, but they're not a bad thing. They're not going to hurt you. And then hashtags really are important on places like TikTok and LinkedIn. Gotcha. So hashtags, we've got that. What about the caption itself? Yeah, the caption itself, important. I think it's really important. I think as videos become a bigger deal, it's become less important. So if you're using photos and images um, in your strategy, I think having good captions is critical. Um, I generally think that captions should be short and sweet and to the point. There are some people who having long captions is a thing and it's because they write really well or have a lot to say. Um, we typically do shorter captions. We try to keep them like succinct to the point. I also think having emojis in your captions is important. Like people aren't going on social media to read a newspaper. They're going on social media to like read something interesting or fun. And uh, sometimes we, we write these captions that just become these long walls of text, right? You need to go and write a sentence or two, hit enter, break up the line, you know, hit enter, break up the line, add an emoji at the end, like focus on readability and, and being succinct. Um, sometimes it's worth having a big long novel, but generally that's the exception to the rule. I would say that you don't have that much to say that often that you need a blog post worth of content on, a, on every single post you're making. Is there a, uh, I want to talk a little bit about stories for a second, because I know uh, Facebook and Instagram have the ability to do stories, um, which are for, for those that don't know what a story is. This is the one thing that confused me more about Instagram than anything. When I first got on the platform years ago was why would you want to post something that goes away in 24 hours? Well, that, actually there's a lot of value in that because it may just be something you want to say and you don't necessarily want it permanently on your feed you're not trying to hide it it's just not valuable enough to stay permanent for example when i promote these ems's i do it all through my stories they only stay up for 24 hours and i'll post it every single day for two weeks leading up to this and then it automatically goes away and it's not permanently on my feed but on stories is there a way to take the real video where it normally is a minute minute and a half at the most the reels, Instagram reels or Facebook reels and push that to your story so that you get more people to engage with it without cutting it off. Because it seems like to me that the stories cut the reel off and you don't, you don't get to see the whole reel because, because the way stories work. Do, is there a trick around that? Great question. So, so we talked a little bit about this relationship between um, the platforms being about personal relationships and interest-based kind of things. And, and one of the things that Adam Massari revealed in that whole Kylie Jenner debacle was that 
users that use Facebook or Instagram and Facebook too, but Instagram for connecting with personal relationships do it most often through stories and not content in their feed. So what you see is story content is about, these are the people I know and have a relationship with. The feed has become more, this is the stuff I'm interested in that I wanna see more of. Um, typically the average person is not trying to build a personal brand on social media. And so what you find is that um, because things in the feed tend to become more curated and, and more um, intentional, um, some people feel you know, a little bit uh, hesitant to go and post to the feed, but knowing that something's going to be, you know, disappeared in 24 hours, it takes away the fear of posting for them. So I think that the, the right way to use stories is post to them a lot, stuff that you don't care about staying. And what it's going to do is it's going to pull the people in your sphere in more. The more you post on stories and the more that that means the likelihood of people that you know, see that in their story view up on that top row, they see your name up there more often. The more they see your story, the more it's going to get seen up there. So if you're posting on your story consistently, you're going to be getting tons more views from the people that are connected to you already um, through that. Um, there is not a hack, unfortunately, for taking a, a reel and putting it onto the story so that you see the whole reel there. Um, I think the best thing you can do is go and just share the reel there, put a sticker on it says, tap here, watch the whole thing. Um, but yeah, the Instagram is very conscientious about keeping that space a place where you can really easily interact with low effort content from your circle and letting the feed be stuff that's recommendation based. Well, since there's no hack, I feel better about what I did today. I have a minute and 25 second video that I'm using as an ad on Facebook and it's going to start appearing on Instagram too, but I wanted to put it on my story. Well, story cut, the story's cut it at a minute. So what yeah. I did is I went into my phone editor my where I've got it just the editor and I I cut down the last 25 seconds and it became the second story so they just kind of played <laughs> that was my hack so there's a one if you're looking if you're looking at my Instagram today you know February this uh, 8th 2023 you will see there's two stories one's a minute and one's 25 seconds but you will probably eh, there you might see the snip the snip where it clips but it's minute and 25 that's how I was able to do that <laughs> there's not an easy way around that well, guys, this has been phenomenal to talk to you guys to get a little bit of insight on how to create the best videos on the plant for social media. Uh, I can't recommend Story highly enough. Connor and Devin are great to work with. Their team is fantastic. And uh, if you want to try them out for free, go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. Get a free edit of one video, plus you get access to their content platform, uh, the, all the stuff on their app that I showed earlier, all the, the prompts, et cetera. You get all that included and you get a discount on it by using my affiliate link so thank you guys for being on the show today any final comments or questions that you want to address for the audience before we kind of wrap things up i mean i got something uh connor mentioned it earlier like if you're afraid of recording video record that video don't even try just go and record it upload it through our app and let us uh help you look really good and confident um on those on that video editing so download our app or go through our website like it, it literally doesn't cost us anything we literally lose we lose money on that because we want to help as many people as we can help share their authentic message so if you're afraid about recording video or if you want to just try it out um download our app pull up our website upload that free video and it won't hurt you um it might actually surprise you how many people start engaging with your content from that video 
Good deal. Well, Connor, Devin, thank you guys for being here. Nobody leave. I've got uh, something I want to announce at the end of this. But Connor, Devin, thank you guys for being here. Uh, Garen's going to put you uh, in the in the waiting room. We'll talk in just a minute when the show is completely over. But everybody watching this, if you like this type of content and the value that it provides, I want you to know that this is the type of stuff I do all day long. This is 100% free as content that I give out to all my audience, anybody that wants to watch this. But as a coach, I work with entrepreneurs to, sh to help them discover, to pursue, and to finance their purpose in life. And one of the things you're going to have to be able to do to get to that ability to find, discover, pursue your purpose and to, to finance your purpose is you've got to get out of the weeds of running your daily operations of your business. You can't discover your purpose if you're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. I want to help you do that by helping you become a 10-hour entrepreneur. Devin referred to that earlier in the show. Is how can you run your business in 10 hours or less per week, giving you all that extra time to take time to go find your purpose and to live it. One of the ways that I get people ready for that is another free resource I've created called the Exit Readiness Assessment. If you want to take that, it's completely free. It's about 20 questions, and it will it comes with, if you're qualified, a free call with me just to go over how ready you are to begin the transition into becoming a 10-hour entrepreneur so that you can discover your purpose, and we can work on that together. If you want to take that free assessment, go to amireadytoexit.com, amireadytoexit.com. It's completely free. All you got to do is go take it. And you'll get, uh, if you're eligible, you get a free call with me to review it. And it's a 100% free tool to get you ready to discover your true purpose. In our next EMS, which is coming up in two weeks, I'm going to have a guest expert on named Oscar Tromboli. And the topic is going to be the cost of not listening to your customers. I mean, you have no idea how much not listening to your customers is costing you. Oscar Tromboli is one of the foremost experts in the world on listening active listening. He does workshops all over the world, and he's going to be here with us on the EMS on February 22nd at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, spending an hour, hour and a half with us, teaching us what it's like to truly listen to your customers. When your customers are, or when your competitors rather, are consistently winning and beating out you to your ideal customers, that cost is very high. And rather than them beating the competition or the competition beating you, do you ever wonder if just listening better to the people that you're already doing business with would that make you more money? Well, the only thing worse than losing to the competition is winning the wrong customers. So ones that are unprofitable, keep changing their minds about what they need and what they want from your business. So just listening is going to get you better, better profits, better revenue, better customers. So you can join us live on this masterclass on how to listen to your customers, improve their customer experience, and ultimately make more money. To register for that, just go to therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS. I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in live to this live webinar, whether you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Zoom, wherever you were. Thanks for being here. And if you registered on Zoom, you'll be getting an email from me uh, by Friday with the replay of this. But thanks for being here. I'm the real Jason Duncan. Until next time, I'll see you later. Jesus is king. Well, there you have it. Another idea for you to be better as an entrepreneur, to get to success more quickly. Of course, this was an extra special edition of The Root of All Success. This was one of my live webinars, the Entrepreneur Master Series. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed it as much as our listeners and the people that were live in that webinar when we did that. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope it was valuable for you. If you would like to attend one of these live and in person the next time we do it, I do two of these every month. 
and I bring in amazing guests like the one you just heard, you can go to therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS. That stands for Entrepreneur Master Series. Therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS. And you can register. These are absolutely free. They're open for anybody to come to. And I do two of these every single month. So thank you for listening today. I look forward to seeing you next time on another episode of The Root of All Success. Until then, I'm the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.